0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Pod World Travel. I'm your host, Penny Thomas, and today in the studio, I'm joined by one of our business reporters here at The West Australian, Shay Inciso, and the lovely Megan French, who is a features reporter and stylist here. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having us. Happy to be here. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a cruise that you guys both recently did on board the Virgin Voyages Resilient Lady, um, which I'm excited to hear about because it looked like a lot of fun. So... Who wants to start off? Do you mind, Shay, telling me about some fast facts about the vessel and the voyage that you did?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we went on a five-night cruise around Tasmania, uh, both our first time, um, and it marked the Resilient Lady's first official voyage um, here in Australia, and it was dubbed, dubbed her ma- Mermaiden Voyage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sailed from Melbourne to Hobart. Um, we were docked for two days, and then to Burnie, uh, and then back to Melbourne. Um, So there are are about 1,400 cabins on board, making room for nearly 3,000 passengers. Two pools and about 20 eateries. And it's surprising how Sir Richard Branson deliberately steered clear from um, the boring buffet halls that you see um, on traditional cruise ships. I found that really interesting. Um, And so the resilient lady will sail from Melbourne through January next year and from Sydney from February 11 to 19 next year. Uh, The ship will leave Sydney at the end of March before heading for Singapore, then Dubai, then to Athens. Mm,
0: Okay, well. Great, that's a fantastic overview. So I believe it was the sort of first cruise that you guys have ever been on. What was your expectation like going in and and did it sort of live up to all the hype?
1: yeah so I didn't really have a lot of expectations before going on this trip, um, purely because I had nothing to compare it to, and I never really pictured myself uh, going on a cruise in my lifetime. Um, so beca- yeah, cruises for me had always been something that older people, perhaps retired couples went on or well-off families. Um, but yeah, it just it was an amazing first experience uh, for me. Mm. Uh, yeah. What about you, Megan?
2: It was better than expected. I did have high hopes because I did have that stereotype of you know we're much younger, we're Gen Z, maybe young people don't usually go on cruises but we really had high hopes and we had high expectations Mm. because of um, the way that they'd marketed the ship and it just looked so lively on board. So I did think that um, going in we were going to have a good Mm. time but yeah it just beat all of those high expectations
1: yeah for me it was a little bit a little bit unachievable for me um when I would see people going on cruises um so yeah I just I never thought I'd I'd be given an opportunity to go on one
0: yeah right so it wasn't necessarily on your bucket list let's chat about some of the sort of nitty-gritty parts of the vessel um can you tell me a little bit about the cabins and what the accommodation was sort of like on board
1: yeah, absolutely. So the cabins were a lot bigger than I'd expected. Um, again, going back to my previous thoughts about cruises and rooms and in ships, I always thought they'd be they'd be so tiny. Um, but as soon as we walked in, I found I found it was really cozy, um, and the bed was a lot bigger than I'd expected it to be. I think it was almost a king size bed. That was one thing we we didn't check, but yeah, I felt so at home. I felt I could move freely.
0: Okay. Wow. That's really impressive. Um, Especially being on boats where they usually try to really sort of cram you into tight little spaces. I know you said cozy, but still big enough to move around and feel like you had enough space. That's awesome. Um, What about you, Meg? So we were worried going
2: into it that we'd feel a little bit claustrophobic, but yeah, as soon as we stepped into the cabin, that was not the case. Um, One thing that did really take us by surprise was the amount of storage in the room we joked that (laughs) the room the cabin um, might have been designed by a woman because there were so many (laughs) compartments and like the wardrobe was massive Um, and yeah we we had massive suitcases full of you know beauty products and Clothes and accessories and we had heaps of space. We didn't even fill all of the storage available. So, yeah, we were really surprised by that and really yeah, took advantage of, of the space that we could have. And, mm.
1: and the shower as well. Um, mm. The bathroom, a lot bigger than, um, again, I'd expect. Um, there was a rain shower and, yeah, just the storage in the bathroom as well. There were enough hooks for,
0: for two of us um, with all of our clothes and outfit changes Yeah, that's great. And lots of storage for you guys to put all your nice clothes and all that sort of stuff too. That's awesome. Um, What about the food? I find this is one of the most important parts of a lot Mm. of my trips when I go away. So can you tell me about the food and and what you thought was good or not so good?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest foodie. So for our first dinner, we went to Tess Kitchen, which was a um, Michelin-styled three-course meals. Um, And yeah, I would have been happy not to go there I'm happy I tried it but I wouldn't say I, I, I'm not dying to try it again mm-hmm. um, I felt I was more attracted to the other dinners that we had so pink agave that was the Mexican style I really like that because it felt a lot more familiar to me like it was something I would have off the ship um, in my daily life so I really like that mm-hmm. um, test kitchen not so much yeah, and we really loved the galley,
2: which was kind of the food hall area with um, a large selection of the 20 eateries on board. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was ramen, there was sushi, there was desserts, um, pizzas, mm-hmm. any kind of cuisine that you'd like. And a few of them were open 24 hours as well. So okay. n- um, no matter how late you'd went, you'd always be able to get food, which we loved. Not that we were out too late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. I think the food, to be honest, for me, was one of the highlights of the trip. Just being able to have any cuisine that you'd Mm. need or want on board, it makes you feel a lot less like claustrophobic on board and you've got so many options, but not in a way that makes you feel rushed. Like I didn't think I've got to try every single one of these eateries, Mm. but when we did feel like something, we could just go, oh, let's try the pizza shop or let's go to the ramen or yeah. Or Mexican or the Italian. Um, but yeah, I do think that the food was a highlight and everything was delicious. There's not one thing that I didn't like. And I'm, well, I'm not really a fussy eater, but also yeah. at the same time, it's, you know, you never know what you're going to get on a cruise ship.
1: We really liked the um, pizza place as well, um, called the pizza place. So it was made to order pizza. Um, so fresh pizza every single time. Um, and we, that was our first meal on board and we ended the trip. Um, with the with the one last pizza as well.
0: Yeah, I like what they're doing there because if you do have a lot of people sort of partying and mm-hmm. drinking on board, I mean, what better way to sober them up with some delicious pizza on, yeah. on board a vote like that? Um, okay, sort of on to my next question, I guess. I'm sure Sir Richard Branson had arranged some great entertainment options. Um, so, can you tell me a little a little bit about those and the various shows and activities that were on offer?
1: Yeah, so they had a two-hour cabaret show called Another Rose um, and that was purely developed for Virgin Voyages. Um, And basically it it was a story of uh, a doomed love performed through acrobatics um, and performed during uh, a dinner party. So we were sat for dinner and um, at the same time the show was going on. um, I was thoroughly entertained. You know, when you think about – when you say two hours, you know – people might get a little bit bored or, um, yeah, I was heading in into the show. I was like, yeah, this might go for a long time and I might get bored, but I found the the show went, um, went really quickly um, and our table of six found ourselves part of the show. We were whisked away. Um, and, yeah, that, that was one thing I didn't expect to be during the show. I was, you know, ready to sit down, eat my dinner, and just watch the show, but um, yeah, we were part of the the audience participation. Yeah, and that
2: was our first the night of our first sea day, so mm-hmm. it really set the tone for the rest of the cruise. Um, yeah, so we both really enjoyed that. But other than the singular entertainment shows, there were themed nights that we really enjoyed. So there was a PJ party night um, on the very first night of the cruise on Monday, which was at eleven PM at the manor the nightclub the two-story nightclub and then there was also scarlet night on thursday night where everyone was dressed in red it was really amazing to see everyone um all dressed up and really getting involved there were dances everywhere around the ship there was a pool party i think it was ten thirty until mm. 12 um yeah that was a one of the highlights as well. Um, but I really enjoyed seeing The Manor, the two-story nightclub, transform because we saw it for the first time um, in the PJ party night, more as a nightclub. But then they transformed it for the Another Rose show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turned into more mm-hmm. of a theatre and I loved seeing how they have they changed the space between the two performances. I know that there was a theatre. We didn't manage to no. get to the theatre, but we did have a tour in there and they said that it's the only theatre on a cruise ship that can be changed yep. um, with all of the seating, wow. and um, yeah, so that was really impressive. But yeah, yeah the entertainment was
0: just yeah oh. second to none. It's hard to imagine w- without seeing it, really. But you guys are painting a really nice picture. I really like it, um, and it sounds like a lot of fun so far. But what happened when you when you got to Tasmania? What were some of the shore excursions that you got up to?
1: Yeah, so we docked in Hobart. We were docked for one and a half um, days. Um, and for our first day, we booked a four-hour tour of the, the city. So um, that was pre-booked um, it, way before we, we um, went on the, on the trip. So um, they called it Shore Excursions. Um, and one of the stop was a little town called Richmond, about 30 minutes away from Hobart. And it was so cute. I'm sure there's a better word to describe it but it was just so quaint Um, and I felt uh, it felt like going back in time is what Mm. I said Um,
0: yeah there's just so many charming towns and things like that in Tasmania that's really beautiful that you're you weren't just going to Hobart which is such a um, iconic place in Tasmania that a lot of people do go to so it was great that you got to explore elsewhere as well
1: yeah so Richmond is um, home to one of the oldest bridge oh if not the oldest bridge in Australia that's still in use um, and Meg and I are a bit of a history buff so we love that little little nugget from our, our tour guide Lou yeah
0: what a great tidbit
2: that's awesome yeah and then in, also in Richmond um, we could really see the English um, influence mm. coming through the town with the quaint cottages mm. and even the bridge you'd see architecture like that all over the UK Um, and as someone that's English myself I felt really at home in Richmond even in all of Tasmania I um, after the trip I said that Tasmania is the closest thing I'll get to England in Australia Mm. because it is just really you know there's green fields there's cows everywhere there's the Richmond really felt like an English village and that was quite welcoming and warm for me Um, and then also when we were on our second day in Hobart we unfortunately the Mona wasn't open when we were there which we were gutted about but we explored the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery which is in the centre of the town, and um, we both really enjoyed that. There was an incredible collection of portraits for an exhibition titled This Too Shall Pass Mm. about the impermanence of life, beauty and material things. And, yeah, that room of I think it would be about 50 portraits was really Mm. powerful for Mm. us. Um, And even the entire gallery, we spoke to one of the gallery spokespeople there and he told us some fun tidbits about other different um, paintings, including one that – they had lent to the Tate Modern in London and had had, um, unfortunately, one of the Londoners had taken a knife to it and he told us about the res- how the process of restoring the painting. And yeah, we were fascinated by that. And it's just, it was just really welcoming and everyone was so kind and like offered um, to tell us different information mm-hmm. that we could, we wouldn't learn just by looking at the gallery itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we found that really a highlight
1: yeah we went up Mount Wellington as well oh. and you could see um, all of Hobart um, but it was weird to see how small the ship was from the from the top of the the mountain um, wow the
0: perspective but yeah when you are standing next to a vessel when you are on the land and you're right up close next to it it must seem like a gigantic um boat and then to see it from so far up from mount wellington would be a really different perspective
1: yeah i think that tour was um it was only four hours and we definitely could have spent the whole day um in in richmond um and a, a lot longer in um up mount wellington as well i loved um on our way up to
2: mount wellington our tour guide who was amazing, Lou, um, was giving us a lot of fun facts about um, Tasmania and particularly the um, Tasmanian Waratah because they were still in bloom Mm. and they were scattered all over the mountain, which was beautiful, as well as her telling us about how English convicts and English settlers would take back Tasmanian tree ferns from the mountain. um, And that's why a lot of the English stately homes have Tasmanian tree ferns like now including Kew Gardens and a few of the other um, like I think it was Chatsworth House as well have Tasmanian tree ferns and I've been to a lot of those stately homes and now I know that there's a little bit of Australia there
0: which is quite nice yeah right that's really beautiful to know as well that's gorgeous okay um I think I don't know how best you guys can answer this mm. but I'm keen to find out what your likes and dislikes are were from the trip if you have any?
1: Yeah, so I reckon we could have done with another um, two more days on the on the trip. Nice. Just because we found we only really got to we we only got the rhythm of being on the ship, being um being sailors um about two days in, and at that point we were halfway through the the trip. So, um, yeah, I reckon another two days. Uh, would have been nice. Even the navigating me. the ship.
2: We yeah. were pros by the end of the trip. Yeah. But at the, f- at the start, we just didn't know where we were. <laughs> and yeah. it was hard. I did like how on the ship they colour-coded the areas of the ship. So I think the front was blue, the middle was red, and the back was purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you could see like where, when you were by the lifts mm. in comparison, you could tell spatially where you about you were on the ship, which really helped because I'm a visual person. Mm. Um, I also really loved the app that they have, the version and voyages app it made so mm. it made our lives so much easier and it was really user friendly so like if you have any problems with anything at one point i accidentally broke the sink in our bathroom i messaged sailor services <laughs> they were down in five minutes fixed it um and that was like midnight so they can you can always contact them um they're just like on the other end of the phone you can go to sailor services but sometimes you just would rather message them you can order ship eats which is like uber eats but on the ship wow. um to be delivered to your took to your cabin um we you can pre-order breakfast you can order yeah. anything at any time um, you ordered a steamer yeah I, I asked for a steamer because i i don't like ironing a stylist, so yeah
1: <laughs>
2: exactly exactly yeah so and then they delivered the steamer pretty quickly um and even booking our shore excursions was great on that app it was just very user-friendly not even just for two gen z members of gen z like i think everyone was on it and using it and utilising it as much as they could, booking fitness classes, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, another thing I really loved about the ship was its inclusivity and diversity on board. Um, I really got the feeling that everyone was welcome, no matter who you were, where you came from, um, what your sexuality is, that kind of thing, which was really nice to see and they were loud and proud about it.
1: Mm-hmm. One more thing I really liked was the iPad in the cabin. So you could control the light, the temperature of the room, um, the curtains opening and closing via an iPad and the TV as well. So that was your TV remote. Yeah. Um, you can just scroll through what channels you would want to watch, um, any movies. We watched the the holiday one night. Um, yeah, we you could be in bed um, just with this iPad and you can – Open or close the the blinds, the curtains. You can turn all all the lights off. You can turn on mood lighting um, via this iPad. It was great. Mm, No, that is wonderful. I had a
2: dislike that turned into a like. Okay, let's hear this. (laughs) Before we went on the ship, I was quite nervous about being seasick. I am the world's worst when it comes to travel sickness. Any mode of transport, plane, bus, anything, I usually get sick. It's almost a guaranteed so I was a bit apprehensive but I didn't get, feel seasick once and I think that was quite a nice surprise because I prepared myself but I think it's because the ship was so big and the movements aren't as as sharp as what you think
0: they are. Were there any rough days at all where you thought you might have to take some seasickness medication yeah. or anything? We had one night.
2: <laughs> one bad night when we were leaving Hobart and travelling up the coast of Tasmania to Bernie yeah that night was really rocky but that is a part of it's our own fault we accidentally left the balcony door open so it kept on slamming and I think it made everything feel a bit more dramatic but once we closed that it did it it was a yeah. l- more quiet We th- we did hear things falling but it wasn't too I,
1: I reckon I only felt seasick because I was adamant on not taking anything like I thought I was able to just push through the seasickness. Well,
0: that's a very game approach from probably two people that do get seasick.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just, yeah, ready to push through. But towards the end, um, I was borrowing. Towards the end, I was um, asking Meg for some seasickness tablets and yeah, I got the hang of it. It was quite funny, actually, because the only
2: time I felt travel sick was when we were in a taxi on the way to the Melbourne airport after the cruise
0: oh no way <laughs> but the cruise was fine yeah. yeah oh that's good I'm glad that you yeah, know it wasn't as bad as you probably thought it could be because there's nothing worse than getting seasickness um and it's good to hear that the boat sort of is quite stable when it is going from from Melbourne to Tasmania okay so um I'm interested to know who you would say this type of voyage is sort of most suited to Personally, I think it's more
2: suited to a younger demographic just because of how the ship is built. As soon as we stepped on board, it was kind of like a party every moment. There was always music pumping and just the way it had been designed and all of the entertainment shows being a bit later. I just don't think, I mean, I've not been on another cruise to compare it, but from what we've figured from speaking to other passengers who had been on other cruise liners, it's not like a traditional cruise. And so I think that that's something that would really appeal to younger generations because even both of us, we both said that we'd never go on a cruise. Mm. Like I'd, my whole life would never thought, you know, travel sickness, but this was the perfect cruise for people who had never been on a cruise before or maybe be hesitant to go on a cruise. Um, and yeah, the younger demographic Besides the prize, I think on the ship, yeah, it's more suited to to a younger demographic, which is interesting.
0: Mm. And you do get to experience different parts of the world as well in a – a relatively sort of neat package, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of younger people might not always realize, and that is the beauty of of cruises is mm-hmm. that they do take you to different destinations without the fuss of an airport or, um, you know, train stops and things like that. So it is something to factor in. But what about you, Shay?
1: Yeah, it's fun to you know unpack once and be in two different cities during that that trip. Um, and back to your question about the demographics. If you had asked me before who I reckon it would cater to, I definitely would not have said um, the younger people because, again, going back to what I said earlier in the beginning, I had always conjured up images of older couples, retired couples, well-off families going on on cruises. But, yeah, having been on um, Virgin Voyages um, and, I guess, doing a little bit of research, um, I can see why um, it might suit a younger demographic as well and for the price side of things I found mm. um there are trips going from about 150 per person for, per night so I definitely it's I definitely think it's achievable for for young people like us. Mm. Even um with sharing
2: the content that we did on our socials I had quite a few of my friends who are the same age in Gen Z members um say that they've never contemplated booking a cruise until now Mm. I think it's just something that the younger generations don't think of as easily as booking a flight or a hotel but it is such a an incredible experience Mm. that I think many of us would enjoy if we just think about it I I mean I was looking at the price of a cruise on Virgin Voyages in the Mediterranean before we even (laughs) disembarked the, yeah. the ship so yeah.
0: well i also think that virgin is or virgin voyages are doing a really good at, job at marketing now to the younger Definitely, generation yeah. which is sort of bringing them into the experience which perhaps they weren't doing as much um in previous sort of years so it is an exciting time for for a lot of people who you know who are prospective uh cruise goers i guess um thank you so much for chatting with me today did you guys have anything else that you wanted to sort of mention uh before we wrap up
1: yeah we spoke about having another sea day um during the trip we only had one um and we spent that by by the pool um but I definitely would have preferred another one just to just to explore the other parts of the the ship so I wanted to spend more time at the social club playing games at the arcade we only did, did that for about 20 minutes one night um we would have gone to the spa, the
2: thermal spa, if we had another day, mm. which is right up our alley, but we just ran out of time.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I also wanted to mention that the Virgin Voyages staff were all incredibly friendly. We didn't have one interaction with them that wasn't overwhelmingly positive. Mm. They were always welcoming. They were always approachable. Um, I was even taken aback by a few of them recognizing my name and yeah. saying, oh, hi, Megan, in the in the hallways. Yeah, they were very personable and that was a highlight. And as well, I mean, going back to the younger demographic thing, we were hesitant going in thinking, are we going to feel like spare parts? And we definitely weren't. I didn't feel like a spare part at all being so young. We saw other young people on the ship and, yeah, it was just overall a really great, amazing experience and I would do it all over again.
1: And you didn't feel locked into any of the activities? Like, I... I think the reason why we didn't feel like spare parts was because we were able to just do our own thing Um, and we were able to head out to the places we we wanted to go to. We didn't feel like we had to follow what everyone else was doing on the ship.
0: No, it sounded like a really fun surprisingly good experience for for two people who had never been on a cruise before and hopefully it won't be your last one so Mm -hmm. yes thank you so much for for coming in today and um, in the meantime all of our listeners you know that you can always read our travel stories at thewest.com.au forward slash travel Uh, we'll be back again next week for another episode until then thanks for listening